Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors, and welcome back to Real Estate Investing Abundance. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. I am delighted to be with you again today. And we're going to take a look at how daily rituals can change our life and our business. Ace Haggerty is an investor, developer, author, and a podcaster. From his rock bottom, he defined the odds and set a new standard to completely transform his life and his business. From this transformation, his real estate adventures led him to attain his goal of financial freedom. This has allowed him to fully live out his mission of growth and contribution. So Ace, take us into the show and share with us a memorable experience that helped you to be who you are today. Oh my goodness. There, well, one, I really appreciate you having me on the show. It is fantastic to speak with you and to reach out to your audience. I'm just very excited about the opportunity. So thank you very much for that. Well, I'm so glad to have you with us and looking forward to inspiring and enlightening time together with you today. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate that. So I guess a memorable experience for me goes back all the way to the beginning. So this was about 10 years ago, right after things started picking back up after the recession. My buddy approached me and he essentially said, hey, I've got this property. It's a bank owned property. We're going to do a short sale or else they're going to default on their loan. And I had no clue what he was talking about. I didn't know thing about real estate other than watching some TV shows here and there, Chip and Joanne Gaines, things like that. But personally, all I knew was that at the time, I was a structural engineer. I worked for a contractor. We did construction work. We did some remodels and things like that. But I did not know much about the investing world or the house flipping world. So he approached me. He's like, hey, I've got this deal. Do you want to partner on it? Yada, yada, yada. And I trusted the guy and the numbers looked pretty good, even though I didn't really know numbers too well back then. I went online, looked up a couple forums. I think Bigger Pockets was around even back then and just ran a couple rough numbers. They looked good. He said it's a slam dunk deal. Once again, the trust that I had with him, the relationship I had with this guy. And we ended up doing it. It took us three months because at that time with a short sale, when you'd buy the property, you'd have to, you couldn't list it for three months until after you close on it. So did the rehab, had some of my guys do it. It was pretty much a, a light rehab. And we flipped it three months later, walked away with 90 grand net, split it 45-45. And you would think at that time, my first deal, minimal rehab, not knowing squat, that a light bulb would have gone off and said, hey, if you made 45 grand this way, why don't you do it over and over and over again? Well, I latched onto security. I latched onto my W-2, my job, you know, a million different excuses. It's a, it's all mindset when it comes down to this business. But I will always remember that one, because I made good money. Two, I had a blast doing it with a good partner, a good friend of mine. And that kind of, it's like going on the first date, right? You'll always remember that first date, the second, the third, the fourth. You might not remember that too much, but yeah, that kind of at least planted a seed in my mind to do real estate. And for the next few years after that, I would do a deal here, a deal there, a flip here, 
a buy and long term hold here. And that's kind of how I started. So I started very slowly. I was very conservative. I didn't want to give up my job, my W 2, all of that. But I loved doing this on the side. And as I did more and more projects, I just got more experience and started going to the local RIA, reading as much, many books as I can, and really just taking this more seriously as the years progressed. Well, that was a good experience, and you were fortunate. Not everybody's first experiences are quite that positive, particularly when they go in it with very little knowledge. But you had a a trusted friend to go in with, so that certainly does make a difference there. Well, Ace, take us down the road here. Take us to that rock-bottom moment, and uh, what is it that really changed your life and transformed your life? Yeah. So when I started out my investing career, I was in California doing it there for a few years. And then my fiance at the time wanted to move to Nashville and I had never lived anywhere else. I knew Nashville was a really hot market, lower price point as far as projects and things like that. So I came up with this idea, sell my house in California and jump into investing full time in Nashville. And so that's primarily what I did. However, at the time when I was building up my real estate company here in Nashville, I needed income right away. So being a structural engineer, I started doing freelance work that way. And so I was doing engineering. I was doing the house flipping at that time. And I was getting into short-term rentals as well. And then I was like, hey, on top of it, let me do a turnkey rental company out of state, go to second, third tier markets, Georgia, Ohio. It was a quick, I say quick six to seven hour drive. I could do that in my spare time. Needless to say, all of those things over leveraging myself financially, over leveraging my time, you know, all these valuable resources we have, my energy, things, little cracks started to form here and there. Bad habits started to kick in that, you know, were following me through different parts of my life, coping mechanisms, things like that. And as I was just working, 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 my personal relationship, namely with my wife at the time, just our relationship started to deteriorate just slowly here, there, small things here and there, but you don't really notice it. You're more fixated on, you know, like a lot of investors probably are financial freedom. If I just get this next deal, if I just do this next thing, then I will get there. But you're you're chasing an illusion. It had to really start. The change had to start within. The change had to start with my mindset, go from a scarcity mindset because I was thinking in scarcity terms, I need to do more flips. I need to do more buy and holds. And that coupled with, unfortunately, making other mistakes, picking the wrong partners, having different goals of the company, different mission of the company. And so I'm saying all these things because all of this was happening simultaneously. My health was going down, my mental health for sure, my physical health, I wasn't eating well, not exercising, staying up late, not getting a lot of sleep. And so my life essentially turned into a train wreck to the point that my now ex-wife approached me about, it's been about a year and a half ago now, and said she wanted to be separated. All my bad habits, my obsession with working and doing real estate and engineering and all the things, really just she had enough. And she finally put her foot down. And I feel so grateful that she did that because I was headed towards a cliff, 100 miles per hour. And at least she was smart enough to stop me from hitting that. It wasn't what I wanted here, obviously. Mm -hmm. But it was at that moment that I had to make that decision of, do I continue down the road that I'm continuing down and be divorced for sure? Or do I really take a look inside, see what's going on and make a radical change? And 
at that time, she had said that there was an event that I went to two days later. It was one of those weekend immersion events. It was a men's event put on by my mentor and it couldn't have been more perfect timing. My life was out of control. My mental health was out of control. My physical health was out of control. Everything, even my deals, like because this bleeds into your businesses too. My businesses were unraveling in certain aspects you know, all these things I had worked so hard for, so tirelessly for, and I just kept going with what I was raised with. Just work harder. The Grant Cardone, right? Work 10 times as hard, make 10 times as many calls. And I was just going a million miles per second and everything was unraveling. So went to this event, great event, dug in deep, found a lot of the limiting beliefs that were holding me back, work through those immersion events are fantastic at all of that. And so I came out of it with this rejuvenated energy, this rejuvenated confidence. But I knew that was just the starting point, that I really had to make a drastic change. And so for the next few months, this was probably around late October to January, I started going to the gym. I started getting a trainer. So I found another coach, someone who can tell me how to eat. I I didn't want to think about it or have to learn about it or spend one second on it. Tell me what to eat. Tell me what to do at the gym. That's it. And it worked great. I dropped probably within that span, probably about 25 pounds. I had more energy. I was feeling better. I ended up working on a buyout for one of the uh, real estate companies where it just wasn't going well with the partners. So put together a buyout for that company so I can free up more time. I ended up taking down the engineering business and just really focusing on the real estate here in Nashville. So I just really changed a lot of things around and I made a lot of progress and it was great, right? I was doing things, I was cutting things out, I was delegating more, improving my physical health, but it wasn't changing my relationship with my wife because I was doing things, but was I really transforming within? I still had a lot of limiting beliefs. I still was thinking in a very scarcity mindset. Yes, I was making progress, but it wasn't the progress that I needed to make a radical change. So come January, once again, my mentor steps in, he puts together this thing called the 100 day challenge. And that's where everything changed for me. Because in as little as 100 days, I was able to take every part of my life, we're talking health and fitness, spirituality, finances, my career, my business, my mission, my legacy, my relationships, all these different things in your life. There's eight different categories that we worked on in your life. And I I hit all of them. In the 100-day challenge, he says you can work on one or you can work on as many as you want. I was like, I need to work on all of them. And so how I was able to get through that 100 days and make such a radical change, I wrote a book. I climbed uh, what's called a 14er in Colorado. I've never climbed a tall mountain before, but I've always wanted to do that. I got in the best physical shape of my life. I was completely transformed emotionally because of this experience. I wrote my first book, aptly named Superhero by Design, because, and it talks about my journey specifically during this 100-day challenge. And what I found as I was writing the book and doing all these things, it was the daily disciplines, my daily habits. I know a lot of your listeners probably have read books like Atomic Habits and things like that about micro habits and things like that. There's a reason why these books are so popular. There's a reason why people can transform their lives. I'm not writing something new, something profound that no one's ever talked about before. All I can say is from my experience that in as little as 100 days, I was able to completely transform myself inside, transform myself outside, transform my businesses. We're talking about financial freedom. That would never have happened if I did not do the work necessary. Now, was the 100-day challenge hard? Yes. 
It's the hardest thing I've ever done. Did I get up early? Yes. Did I stay up late? Yes. But I worked on everything. And it's so amazing what you can do because I cut down to... 1600 calories a day. So I'm really not feeding my body much. And people are like, but you need that fuel. And I was like, why do I need that fuel when I have breathing exercises, things like Wim Hof breathing? I have cold water immersion, taking cold showers. Talk about getting your adrenaline and your dopamine levels up. That can sustain you. I wasn't drinking caffeine that entire time. I was addicted to coffee. I completely cut out caffeine, sugar, all of that. 1600 calories. And I had more energy at the age of 38 than I ever had in my entire life. Teenager in my 20s, when I was on the swim team in high school, I had more energy without any of the things that I used to use like coffee and all of that. I took out alcohol. I took out all the vices. I stopped doing other things like watching pornography. That was a huge coping mechanism for me. Took all that out. So from afar, it seems like I was nuts. Like I was doing all this crazy stuff. If you were looking at me from the outside, you'd be like, dude, how did you do all that? It was like, well, one, I had a very strong reason why, why I wanted to do it. That is so important to keep you motivated every day because some days sucked. I was getting up at 5.30 every morning. I get up now at four every morning, but that's because I got to one level and now I'm pushing myself to the next level. But at that time, it was so hard to get up at 5.30. I would wake up and just sit in my bed and just be nodding my head like, what am I doing alive? Why am I awake? Mm -hmm. But it was that daily discipline. And I can't say that enough. It was my daily rituals, my daily habits that I was changing. And that was not an easy thing to change. Like your body doesn't want, it screams at you. Your brain screams at you. But if you systemize it, you plan it out properly, you get coaching where you need it, it can be done because I did it. I'm proof of it. I have a book. I have a podcast because of this, also named Superhero by Design. This completely changed the trajectory of my life from every facet, finances, relationships, health, physical and mental, everything. I am on a completely new path. And all it took was 100 days, which when you're in it seems like an eternity at times. But I look back and that was a year ago. I'm on my second 100 day challenge. And I'm, uh, I think we're in day 92 or something like that. So I only have a week left of this next challenge. And there was so many other things that I was able to accomplish in this challenge. And I'm in a completely different part of my life. I look at that guy that finished that last challenge, and he is a completely different person than the man I am here today talking in front of you. And I just apply the same formula. What do you want to change? What do you want to accomplish? Why do you want to do it? And then just plan it out. And once it's planned, execute. If you're not getting the results, obviously track your results. If you're not getting your results, then tweak it. No one says you have to stick to the same plan from day one to day 100. Mm. That's that's the beauty of it, too. So that's really my story as far as what's gone on with me for about the past 18 months. And I can tell you that with our current economy, interest rates, I wish this was a year ago, right? Interest rates were like around four and a quarter. <laughs> now they're up eight, nine percent. And I'm dealing with a whole new set of challenges. I've got land that I've developed, properties that I'm trying to sell, both short-term rentals and single-family homes. So different types of products, different price points, and talk about a whole new set of problems that I'm dealing with. Like Things are in flux right now. People are acting fearfully. But from what I gained and the confidence that I gained from that initial 100-day challenge, I'm not too worried. You know? If anybody here is a developer, they know at the tail end of these construction loans with interest rates so high, it just eats you alive. And if I was acting fearful and worried about all of this, 
one, I wouldn't have any solutions because I'd be so narrowly focused on my problems. But two, I would probably be freezing. You know, what they say, fight, flight, freeze. Mm-hmm. You can't flight because they're going to find you. The bank mm-hmm. will find you. The gov- uh, IRS will find you. They'll all find you. So you, you either fight or you freeze. And if this was me a year and a half ago, I probably would have froze not knowing what to do. But I wake up every day determined to make my future, whatever it is I view, a reality. Mm-hmm. And it happens both internally with my state of mind, but it also has to happen in real life too. And that's just taking daily action every day. Enlightened investors, if you haven't done so already, be sure and click that like button and also click that share so others can take advantage of the content. And finally, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single one of our upcoming episodes. Well, that is a very interesting story and uh, definitely a very inspiring story. It's, of course, one thing to find yourself in rock bottom and then go to an immersion experience and go through that experience and find that to be a wonderful experience. And then four or five months later, you're back to the same place that you were before. But you took action on that, which, of course, takes, I don't know what you call it, grit, determination, and an insistence upon working through that. I was talking with somebody on an interview just a few days ago, and he said that that goals are essentially rubbish. And I am like, I I totally agree with him because goals are so ethereal and it is action that makes a difference. And if I set a task before me, I can do that. I mean, that's a task is tangible and you can either do it or not do it. But there's but if you don't do it, you know, you haven't done it. And goals are, they may be inspirational, they may be something to work for, but they just don't have that tangibility of action. And you took action. And I think that that's what made the big difference. But I, I am interested here. Uh, you're, you had come to the realization that your life was not under your control, but it was busy. It was full. You had way, way, way too much to do, way too many projects on your plate. And you come to this realization. And at that same time, you're coming to that realization. You commit yourself to this 100-day challenge and not only to a 100-day challenge, but to eight all eight elements of that challenge, which you weren't even asked to to do. How did you come to the realization that I'm going to do all eight of those? My life is overwhelmed and I'm busy, but I'm going to take the center day challenge and do all eight of these. Whatever made you make that decision? Well, at the time, one of the leading factors was I wanted to save my marriage. I grew up in a household where my parents actually stayed together for their entire lives, but they were miserable. Mm. And I just remember that. And I I always told myself, and this is just my story that I would tell myself is whenever I got married, I will make sure it's the right person. And so I got into a marriage. Obviously, I said earlier that we are now divorced. So it obviously ended up not being the right person. But at that time, I was like, I'm going to give this my best shot ever because there's one thing about my identity and my personality that I will never change. And that's I give everything 100%, sometimes to a fault. Sometimes I I stick in things way too long. I keep an employee way too long. I keep on a, a business that's destined not to succeed for too long. But at the end of the day, I got to be comfortable with who I am and the decisions I make and understand why I make those decisions. And for me, if I did not give it my all then and I just kind of copped out, that's never been me. That's not in my DNA, no matter what, for good, for better or for worse. Another thing that I realized too, through definitely through mentorship with my mentor, is that relationships are great. Partnerships are great. Cars, houses, those things are great, but they're nothing's permanent, right? 
what is permanent? This is where the spiritual side comes in. And for me, my soul was so important. And for the 100-day challenge, the initial 100-day challenge, I said, it's not only my marriage that it's that's at stake, it is my soul that's at stake. Because if I don't give it my best, like you said, goals are goals. I'm not worried about the results. Like The results will come in one form or another if you work hard enough and, and push towards them consistently enough. But I told myself, if I don't give this my all and just do the daily discipline and have a good plan and keep score, modify it if needed. But if I stick to that for a hundred days, it doesn't matter if I, you know, my, I had the goal to finish the book, but if I didn't finish the book, as long as I gave it my all every single day, as long as I gave it my all at the gym every single day, my diet, keeping my commitments to myself, no sugar, no caffeine, no alcohol, none of that. If I can commit to that for a hundred days, I can do anything and my soul will forever be mine. And so that's, how I leverage myself. That's why I took on all eight because they put us in little small groups. We call them fire teams of three or four people so that we can stay accountable to one another. Accountability is another huge thing about the challenge. And so keeping accountable with the guys was important, but doing all eight at the end of the day wasn't the difficult thing. It was wake up, do what I had to do. Yes, it was hard at first, but like anything else, it, taking that initial step usually is the hardest part mm -hmm. of taking action. And once you do, then you can start orienting yourself. You can start seeing what's working, what's not working. But yeah, and then you start to build momentum. And after about the first 30 days, you know, the first month or so of it, it became my routine. So at that mm -hmm. point, it really wasn't too difficult. I, I have a checklist on my wall and I, I just put everything that I'm going to do that day, everything that I'm going to work on, and it's laminated. So it's pretty much set in stone. And I just go and I knock things off every single day. And when I go to bed, if something's not checked off, I stay up later. It makes me more efficient too, right? Because mm -hmm. when I'm, it's like seven, eight, nine o'clock, obviously, obviously I get up early. So I go to bed pretty early too. But as long as like, if I have to check things off, if I haven't done my exercise for the day, I'm exercising at nine, 10 o'clock. And that teaches me one, discipline, but two, it teaches me I need to be efficient with my time, right? Time management is so important in whatever you do, whatever you want to accomplish in life, time management is so important. And that's that's one of the, the eight core values is what are you saying yes to? I call it yes management, not time management. What am I saying yes to? And Warren Buffett says, he says yes only to the things that are his biggest yeses. Because he could say yes to a whole lot of things that he might even like to do. But he only says yes to the most important thing. So the yes management is is crucial during this time and obviously in general as well. But yeah, I just leverage myself essentially saying if I didn't do this, I would lose my soul. And I don't think you can get more leverage than that. So yeah. Well, Ace, you have inspiration to offer us. Tell our audience what else you have to offer and how can we get in touch with you to take advantage of that? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I, I appreciate the opportunity to uh, let your audience know more about what I do. Obviously, I'm still in real estate. I'm developing properties. I love the short-term rental space. It's just so many possibilities. It's it's amazing. But what I'm spending a lot of my time and energy on now in this, in this new life is I, I've got my book, Superhero by Design. You can find it on Amazon. You can check it out on my website which is also aptly named superherobydesign.com. I also have a blog, once again, Superhero by Design. I make it pretty easy on people. Check out the uh, the podcast. It's an amazing podcast. I get to interview some amazing people, entrepreneurs, people that are what I would consider real life superheroes that are doing amazing things, living their lives fully, 
and are just changing the world. And it's a very inspirational and empowering podcast. So definitely check it out if uh, if you like anything I'm talking about, or you just want to be inspired. Because honestly, every time I interview a guest, I am so inspired. I take tons of notes. I'm like, man, I'm like a student too, learning. This is so selfish. But at the same time, it's helping so many people. And so I'm doing that. And then there's also something else that a buddy of mine put together recently uh, called Mission Mindset Adventure. And they're immersion weekends. And so we coach people through mindset, but we also do crazy physical things. I told you about the 13er that I did in Colorado. Our first event was a 13er that we did over last summer. A couple months ago, we hiked the Grand Canyon. So we do crazy physical things, stuff that will push people out of their comfort zone, expand their reality. We also do fun stuff like uh, ice baths and things like that to get people out of their comfort zone. And they're for people that want to improve and get better. So if you just Google Mission Mindset Adventure, it's through the uh, my buddy's uh, company, Yes Express. Uh, we have an event next month, so June 2023, where we're going to hike the Appalachian Trail at night. Mm. And there's bears and there's all sorts of craziness. It's not the safest thing to do but at the same time it's all about forging relationships with the people that are on this making new friendships pushing yourself out of your comfort zone expanding your mind expanding your experience of life and because that's what happened to us my buddy joshua and, and myself events like this completely transformed us and so we just love giving back and we get to freaking knock off things off our bucket list too at the same time like it, it's just such an amazing thing to do once you open up your mind to the world of possibilities. Excellent. And Ace, we're out of time. I wish we could continue talking. Very inspirational. Enjoy a conversation. Thanks for being with us today, Ace. I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. Enlightened investors, don't go yet. I have just a couple of quick requests. You know the drill. Like, share, and subscribe. But we also need your help to build our audience, so please go to your favorite podcast app and leave us a five-star rating and review. I'll be most grateful. Until next time, prosper and live abundantly. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steve Talker Capital, a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steve Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steve Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at stevetalker.com.